Welcome, friends, and thank you again for tuning into this episode of Heartfelt Consciousness. So today I speak with my very good friend, Deb Phelps, and her journey with mindfulness and meditation. So enjoy the episode, and I'll talk to you on the other side. Good afternoon, Deb. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Laura? I'm hanging in there. Um, I was actually just uh, complaining to someone else earlier today, like, um, you're not missing anything with the weather, you know, it's kind of cold and yucky outside. So, um, (laughs) and I'm sure you're also having the same kind of snow effect. I mean, it is January, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's for sure. We got more snow coming. But... We can use mindfulness. Oh yes, of course. <laughs> of course. This. this is yeah, this is a practice that obviously is, is very valuable to a lot of us. So, um, I, you know, obviously, I know you uh, through working with MVP, and this is actually how we've uh, become. Actually, this is how I'm working here. Um, so, kind of just to give you a little background. So, uh, when I did my training through uh, MVP during the early part of the pandemic, it was like an April from April to June. Uh, I had uh, basically submitted all my work in and Deb actually ended up being my peer mentor at the time she was assigned to me and she reviewed all my work. And she actually at that point offered me or suggested that I apply for a position. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, you know, why not? You know, what else am I doing? (laughs) It was one of those things that, you know, just kind of find some new opportunities and um, it kind of one thing led to another. So here I am. And then here I am, obviously, um, talking with you on this podcast, which is also an awesome opportunity. Um, so, and we we're actually, not too, originally yeah. we weren't too far from each other because I'm from Pittsburgh. You're in Ohio, yeah, yeah. So, so, like, yeah, so which that's which is pretty uh, fascinating too that you know, we've become friends over this and uh, thank yes. you, COVID. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. I think this is like the blessing that COVID provided. I think a lot of people. Um, so just to kind of give, again, the viewers, or not the viewers, the listeners, some information of uh, how you are and what you're about. Um, so you are a meditation teacher through my vinyasa practice. And so go, just kind of tell us about yourself and maybe what brought you to the mindfulness practice itself. Sure, sure. Um, you know, I, I can't go into everything that I do. That would right. probably take a couple episodes, <laughs> but... Well, there's always yeah. room for bonus episodes. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. Well, you know, besides meditation, also, I went through MVP, the mm-hmm. 200 program, 300, um, the foundation of uh, clinical yoga therapy, and I've done the mindfulness coaching. So I've done a lot through MVP. And it's been a real blessing to me in my life these last couple of years. Mm-hmm. But mindfulness, you wanted to talk about mindfulness today. Yes. And uh, so I started meditation back in 1980. I was 16 years old at the time, and I had gone to Catholic high school, well, Catholic mm-hmm. school for 12 years, and I was always interested, uh, particularly at that point, teenager, in Eastern religions. And so that's what really precipitated my interest in meditation and moving forward that way in uh, learning how to meditate. And then later, mindfulness kind of came in. I was, like I said, I was probably doing more mantra and gazing at candles and 
that sort of thing. Um, I wasn't doing yoga at that point. That didn't come till the mm-hmm. mid nineties, but I was, um, uh, you know, I, I was really fascinated with it. And it's because I grew up in a home that was noisy. I, there was just so much sound going on. And I, I kid you not, uh, people don't believe me when I tell them this, but it's like my mother would have a police scanner going off in the living room. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the kitchen, there would be the talk radio station, the local talk radio station. And in the basement, there would be an oldie station on, <laughs> like like all three going That's on. That's a lot of um, vibration just happening. That is a lot of vibration. And all I wanted was quiet, mm-hmm. <laughs> really, you know. So that's what that's what kind of drew me. Plus, uh, you know, I wasn't um, as interested uh, spiritually as a Catholic, mm-hmm. and I was interested in other methods and other ways. And I was fascinated by sitar music. I was a big Beatles fan at the mm-hmm. time, George Harrison, and uh, being one that really inspired me into this whole realm of meditation and uh, another way of looking at things. Awesome. And I, and just since from that point on, you know, yeah. it's been meditation, mindfulness, uh, singing bowls, you know, everything else that <laughs> yoga, everything else that I enjoy doing as well. But yeah, with mindfulness, uh, it, it's certainly probably my main practice that I do meditation wise now. Yes. And really, I feel with even with MBP, it seems like a lot of their um, teachings or courses or offerings are centralized around that same that same tenant. Um, so, how do you take that that element of that mindfulness and just apply it to whatever your everyday life happens to offer? Well, see, that's the thing with mindfulness. Mindfulness is not just I'm going to sit down on my cushion and mm-hmm. meditate. Uh, mindfulness has the component that it's not only sitting down on your cushion, which is the formal practice, but it's also the informal practice, which is incorporating it into your everyday life. So when you look at what mindfulness is, you know, that non-judgmental present awareness, you know, right here in this moment now, we're observing without entangling ourselves into the judgments, right? Well, we could take a lot from that, (laughs) just that piece right there into our daily life. And I think that's what has helped me over all these years to become more calm and centered in dealing with whatever I deal with on, you know, a daily basis. And certainly in my life, I've had, you know, traumas and tragedies that, that have occurred I'm not going to say that, oh, no, I didn't have any feelings during that time. Of course, of course I did. You know, of course I had feelings and anger and sadness and grief and, and all those sorts of things. But it's coming to that place of acceptance, you know, where where I'm noticing that, you know, I'm upset. You know, I'm noticing my feelings. I'm noticing my thoughts. I'm noticing the sensations in my body, uh, particularly when I had a health issue a few years ago. It was I have to be aware and notice that these are pleasant or unpleasant sensations, thoughts, feelings, et cetera, going on. And I can be more accepting of those that are, that are going on. I'm having that impartial watchfulness going on. Like, okay, so here's, this is what's occurring. Oh, right now it's like this, right? Mm -hmm. And 
you know, in, in mindfulness, we have more of an open-minded attitude as to what's going on. So we're not attached to that need of determining what it is. You know, okay, oh, this is a good thing. This is a bad thing. <laughs> you know, that sort of sort of idea. So when we have that awareness, we can look and observe right here, right now in this very moment and be aware of the breath, be aware of the sensations in the body, be aware of the thoughts, emotions, that sort of thing. Instead of being on automatic pilot. Now, you know, certainly there's times in my life I've been on automatic pilot. And a lot of times we don't even realize how much on automatic pilot we are. If you get a knee-jerk reaction because, <laughs> because of what's going on in the news or what's going on in your family or that sort of thing, uh, yeah, you're an automatic pilot. But by the practice of mindfulness, we can let go of the drama, that whole drama of I, me, mine, and we can really be more participatory in our lives, right? We can uh, really know that, well, first of all, mindfulness is not passive. It really requires us to be both the participant and then the observer, right, of our experiences. So we're observing it, but we're also in the experience at the same time. And that's what can really help us in our lives, you know, when we can sit with that uncomfortable feelings, whatever it is, thoughts, feelings, sensations, and have a greater sense of calm and less fear, less resistance, we have that equanimity, well, yeah, then we're, we're succeeding. We're having a good life in that way. We can ha- bring happiness and joy into our lives because we're not stuck. We're not stuck in the craving or the aversion, mm-hmm. right? We're, we're stuck. Yeah. Okay, this is what it is right now. And I, and I teach that in, you know, in my MVP classes, my mindfulness and my meditation classes, is that, you know, ah, right now it's like this. So I'm noticing it. So it's not like shoving it under the carpet. Like if I'm feeling something, I don't shove it under the carpet, pretend it's not there and be a bliss ninny about it. No, it's okay. It's there. I can be with it. I can breathe with it. I can, uh, particularly with emotions. Uh, Tara Brock has a wonderful practice called RAIN. So mm-hmm. it's recognize, accept, investigate, and then nurture yourself. You know, as you're, you're recognizing those feelings, you're accepting those emotions, you're investigating. Okay, well, how does this feel in my body? Oh, my chest is tight, right? right. I feel like I'm going to cry. You know, that's that sort of thing. And then nurturing it, well, maybe it's, I need some self-compassion. Maybe I need to take a nap. Maybe I just need to give myself a hug, whatever it may be in that moment. So that's how, that's how I feel that the tenants can all come together to assist us in our everyday life. Yeah. And I, I even think like back before I even entered into this training, before it was even a blip in my, on my radar is how I, you know, as a teacher, I didn't practice any of this. This was not something that I don't know if it was, it wasn't necessarily something I didn't know anything about. Obviously it was the back of my mind or you hear, even when you're planning classes, it's, you know, you're maybe talking about it, but you know, I realized it, it took the pandemic to kind of make me realize that I wasn't really present in my own life. 
And when I finally clued into that, you know, this is when this became a much deeper practice for myself and has led me to those similar, um, some similar teachings, obviously not as, not as experienced, but, you know, I led me to a meditation, meditation teacher training, you know, a mindfulness meditation, man, I can't say this today, a mindfulness meditation teacher training. Okay. We got it, guys. <laughs> it is a mouthful. Um, and also I went through the mindfulness coaching as well um, that yeah. Michelle has offered and, you know, wonderful the, program, wonderful. Yeah, program. It's, it's amazing. And um, yeah, so just having those shifts. And I, I, like I said, I think that a lot of this, like you're saying, you know, COVID brought those things out and for in a, to allow us to experience a lot of those things. And well, yeah, it's our, it's our choice and how we deal with this pandemic. I mean, obviously we're now a year into the pandemic and yeah. still have many months to go in my opinion, mm-hmm. but it, well, of course that's a judgment. Yes. <laughs> so I could be non-judgmental <laughs> about that. Uh, but it, it gives us an opportunity to look at ourselves and what we can do now. Obviously, you know, I've had a very, many, many decades of meditation and, uh, well, you know, a couple of decades of, of mm-hmm. yoga, but uh, because I've, I've kind of came the opposite way where I've had this grounding force in my life. And then, you know, I kind of reawakened a couple of years ago um, with the yoga and finally doing a yoga teacher training with MVP <laughs> back in 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and now exploring a lot of other yoga ideas, you know, over the last year or so, two years, uh, I would say, uh, and what I can do to help bring more mind, body, spirit together. Because I've been a spiritual teacher for a long time too, mm-hmm. so kind of bringing that triad together to really help benefit, you know, the clients that I work with, students I work with, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So, and it kind of leads me to my next question. Um, So there's probably elements of that, that you use in your own life, just as a personal practice. So what does that look like from someone looking at someone else observing you, maybe um, how you display that? Um, How does your, yeah, what does your personal practice of mindfulness look like? Well, my personal practice, well, I, I really dive into it every day couple times a day. Um, one of my most favorite practices is loving kindness or meta mm. meditation. Uh, because if we cannot love ourselves, we can't love anyone else. I, I, <laughs> oh, what's his name said that? Uh, RuPaul. <laughs> RuPaul. How the hell are you going to love somebody else? If That's you don't true. love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? I love yeah. RuPaul. <laughs> but the Buddha said that too. Uh, it's actually it's actually on my wall here. And it says, if your compassion does not include yourself, it is incomplete. And that's by yeah. the Buddha. <laughs> so RuPaul and the Buddha are, are one, you know, yeah, in my book. Apparently. <laughs> but really, that's the thing. If we cannot have that love for ourselves... And so that's why the practice of loving kindness, you know, may I be happy, may I be well, may I be safe, may I be peaceful and at ease. And then going through the stages of, you know, uh, someone who is close to you and then someone who's a neutral person, you know, may you be happy, may you be well, may you be safe, may you be peaceful and at ease. And then going outward until may all beings, you know, even working with a difficult person in that way when we do that, it really benefits us. It, it, it improves our life. 
whenever we can be at that place of love. Love is at the center of all things. And that I would hope people would see, like if this was like, oh, you know, what do you, what would you want people to know about you, you know, when you're dead, I guess, you know, yeah. <laughs> when you transition, it's, it's, well, I hope that people would know that I was uh, a person of love and mindfulness and um, bringing kindness and, and joy to others, uh, inspiring them in the, you know, in that way too. That's, that's how I would look at it. Absolutely. So I've got a one final question to kind of wrap up. Um, so what has mindfulness taught you during this time of the pandemic? And even though we're still kind of in it, but you know, obviously the thick of it, we might've kind of hump, come over a hump a little bit. We might be still at the top of the hump, but I think mm-hmm. we're kind of working our way down slowly, but surely. Um, slowly so, but surely. Yeah, it's happening slowly, but surely. But so, well, yeah, what do you think that's, yeah, yeah. what have you learned in the past, like say year or so? Well, I've learned a lot about myself and um, I think the resiliency that I have and the blessings that I have and to be mindful of those blessings that come our way, uh, even if they're uncomfortable blessings. Uh, everything is a blessing is how I look at it because it's something that I can learn from. I think about this world as a classroom and, you know, not that we're given lessons. It's like, well, we have opportunities and can I take those opportunities to learn and grow from my, for myself. And obviously the opportunities came in the sense that, well, you know, I had to, uh, I didn't, closed down my business, my office, my business, I temporarily, you know, I can't see people in person, but then the opportunities were there. You know, uh, I had reached out to Michelle back in April and she, and she wrote me back and said, we were just talking about you. And I'm like, Oh geez, you know, <laughs> uh, because at that point the, the MVP was growing and they needed peer support. And uh, so I came back on board. I, I had, done that with the yoga nidra the year before. And so it's like, it seems like each year, you know, (laughs) I would come back to MVP for some reason or another, but you know, it's like taking that opportunity to, Oh, okay. Well now I have this opportunity. And then I have the opportunity to do the 300 program and to do this. And a lot of other courses that I've been taking as well too. It's like, how can I see the good in this? Right. Yeah. How can I see what can be beneficial to me? I'm, I don't mean like monetarily, but how can I grow and expand who I am as a being by all these opportunities? Yeah, I was sad that, my, you know, I can't see my clients and the groups that I had and teach and that sort of thing. But how can I shift? You know, and I'm still in the process of that shift, you know, trying to do things online. I know we're, we've been doing some things together as well, too. And it's like, it's okay. It, I don't have to sweat about it. I don't have to get upset about it. It's like everything is as it needs to be. And I trust that. That's part of the faith that I have, that I just trust that. So trusting your basic goodness, that that's what's there. That's what's within you. Awesome. So uh, just to kind of uh, add in here as well, and we'll kind of close it off the conversation, but um, you just actually, so speaking of mindfulness and different forms of meditation, so you actually just finished um, a class, 
yeah, you could say a course mm-hmm. um, that's involving different areas of meditation that's going to be available. By the time this podcast um, airs, um, it hits the airwaves. You hopefully it'll be it should be available um, to everyone to um, to purchase. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? All right. Yeah. So this is kind of I've done this kind of in partnership with Michelle. She's she's done level one, mm-hmm. which. Uh, it incorporates a lot of different aspects of meditation. And I do the advanced level or level two. And the main focus of that is mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Every aspect of mindfulness, even some Buddhist philosophy, it's it's a fantastic, I think it turned out fantastic. I'm very proud of it. And then also towards the end of the program, I also go into um, writing and creating guided meditations. That's something that I've done. I, I I also do personalized med- guided meditations for folks as well, and also the recording aspect from what microphone to use, soundbox, uh, software, that sort of thing. And then I go into one-on-one uh, singing bowls, uh, healing, sound healing. Uh, I really specifically talk about like the crystal singing bowls. But there are other items that I know that I use. I even use Tibetan bowls as well, too. But the main focus, as I said, is on mindfulness, lots of different practices, lots of information, so that you, too, can feel comfortable sharing with others the process of mindfulness and medi- you know, just doing those meditations with folks and seeing a real difference. Because not only do you witness other people, but you witness yourself, you witness how much calmer because you're doing that practice day after day after day. And it's not about teaching so much. It's about sharing that because you're incorporating it in your life and you're seeing your sense of equanimity in your life and how it has made a difference. And that's, that's how you can teach. You can teach from what you know, in the sense that, wait a minute, this works. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. hundred percent agree. That's awesome. I, I personally, we've already talked about this. I'm like, I'm going to start saving for that course and hopefully I'll get a chance to take it sometime in 2021. Uh, So anyway, Deb, thank you so much for your time and energy today, spending this afternoon and just kind of talking about mindfulness and all the programs that you have uh, that are up and coming. Um, So yeah, thank you so much again. Have a great rest of your day. Oh, you are so welcome, uh, my friend. Uh, Peaceful blessings to everyone. Namaste. Namaste. All right. Be well. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of Heartfelt Consciousness. So check out my Vinyasa Practices website for more information regarding the meditation course offering that's mentioned in this podcast. And as always, have a wonderful week and be well, my friends.